For our first message today, we have a split sermon from Mr. Ken Barton entitled, What Can Make a Difference? Mr. Barton. Hello, everybody out there. <laughs> I think there's more folks out there than there are here, but that's okay. Two or more gathered together, and that we make that quorum. Praise the Lord. Did see a few limbs down. Did see one little chunk of ice falling off the wires going across. But yeah. <sighs> Thank the Lord for his blessings. <clears throat> There was a hunter in the wilderness, and he was tracking a bear. Suddenly, as he rounded a bend, there was the bear standing to his full height. And he said, what are you following me for? Have I ever done anything to you? You're trying to kill me. And the hunter said, well, I've always wanted to be covered with a bear skin. And the bear said, all I ever want is a full belly. Tell you what, come into my den. And let's see if we can't come to a compromise. So he went with him, and sure enough, they both got their wishes fulfilled. <clears throat> you have to be careful about coming to a compromise with the opposition. You better know what they have in mind when you say compromise, or when they say compromise. How many of you guys have heard about Duck Dynasty and Phil Robertson? Okay, pretty much everybody. All right. And I've heard it said that possibly this was all a uh, way to get them more pub publicity. I don't think so. But never, you never know. The Robertson family makes duck calls down in Louisiana. And uh, they're, if you've been to a Walmart, you've seen pictures of them. They're, they're selling all kinds of stuff. But they... They did quite well making duck calls and uh, some other things uh, in, in specific using, using, I think, cypress and different kinds of woods that are, that are native to, to Louisiana. And they've done quite well. And so the A&E asked, uh, they're coming up on their fifth season of a reality show, okay? Now, they're Christians. You know, they, Phil Robertson is, is their patriarch. He's the, the oldest. All of the men have beards, you know, and they, they look wild and woolly. Uh, he referred to himself and, and as when he was young as they were all white trash. <laughs> you know, so, uh, but they've done well. But they're Christians. He's a preacher. And they pray in their show. That's caused some problems. They found out that they were gutting a lot of the contents of the prayer. The, the producers and stuff was leaving that on the cutting room floor. So that caused some problems. But here recently, uh, it, they, they've come to the forefront. Now, I'm not here to start a Duck Dynasty fan club. I don't want to be the president of the local chapter. I'm just going to tell you about what has happened with these people and their stand on it. What caused all the problems lately on A&E is Phil Robertson was uh, interviewed by uh, GQ, Gentleman's Quarterly magazine. 
and he expressed his beliefs that he's a firm believer in the truth as presented in the Bible. He believes God, he believes the, God's word, and the truth is the truth. If it's the truth, it was the truth yesterday, it was the truth way back, and it's going to be the truth way in the future. <clears throat> so he had the temerity to call evil, evil. He was speaking about homosexuality. And he, he said, you know, I used to be uh, a sinner. I drank, you know, I was immoral. I had problems. I came to the Lord and I asked his forgiveness and now I believe in him as my savior and I serve him and I don't do those things. But he stated that uh, homosexuality is a sin. And he said, you know, it, it kind of leads, it, you, you can start going, there'll be bestiality, there'll be you know, uh, uh, promiscuity, sleep with that woman, with that woman, with that man. You know, where does it stop? It's, it's, it's evil according to God's word. Well, <clears throat> some folks had a problem with that. There's a certain group that has four letters <laughs> that this, this whole group of, of folks that basically is the homosexual uh, fiefdom, I guess. They have taken extreme uh, umbrage at this and they demanded that he be uh, fired. A&E is a, they are proud that they are a champion of the homosexual community and their rights. So they have put him on in, uh, indefinite suspension. It really bothered him. He, after their meeting, he went to his church where they were having a prayer meeting for a woman that's battling cancer. And he never mentioned it. Nobody there knew that there was a problem because he didn't care about that. He cared about the woman having cancer and that she received God's blessings. and. They needed to take care of her. She was one of his flock. That's what was important. <clears throat> uh, Isaiah 5.20 kind of to me puts in mind what's going on here. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Who put darkness for light and lightness for dar light for darkness. Who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those wise in their own eyes and bright in their own sight. Yes? <laughs> anyway, it seems that, uh, as I said, A&E's a big supporter of uh, that group. And uh, the lifestyle of, of the Roberts, Robertsons isn't quite fitting in with them. And the A&E and, and the homosexuality folks uh, demand that Christians be more tolerant and accepting of their lifestyle, of their alternate lifestyle. But the problem is they can't manage to be tolerant or acceptance of our lifestyle. They don't want it to work both ways. Now that, comp that uh, compromise thing, you know, it was a complete and full total commitment with that hunter, <laughs> he found out at the wrong time. We don't want to find out at the wrong time that our commitment is going to take away everything we value. 
and that's what they're trying for. Uh, I got to thinking, you think the people at Sodom and Gomorrah started out as bold as they were when they demanded that Job give them those two men so that they could use them as they wanted to? Can you imagine what would happen now if that was done? We haven't thankfully gone that far, as far as I know. They can't demand that someone be given to them for, for their perverted use. But the idea that they should be tolerant of our views, the, the, the word that came to me was anathema. And so I looked that up. <clears throat> it's something or someone that a person vehemently dislikes, okay? Uh, such as racial hatred was anathema to me. And, and, and that's good. Also, another is a formal curse by a pope or a council of the church excommunicating a person or denouncing a doctrine. That's in the Wikipedia if you guys want to look it up. But it's the same deal. It's, it's a, an outrage, an abomination, an abhorrence. They can't stand us having a viewpoint. They can't stand us believing that God's word said you shouldn't do that. That God's word said that is a sin. That's their choice. And it is. It is their choice. And I'm not going to argue with them. I can't make somebody live any certain way. God won't make somebody live any certain way. He will let you live the life that you want to live. Over and over and over again in his word, he says, if you'll just repent and come back to me, because he loves us. He gave his only son to save our lives. If you'll, if you'll just repent and turn back to me, if you'll just quit what you're doing and come back to me, So, you know, from this pulpit, I'm not going to tell you that you have to, you must live according to what I want you to live. You don't have to. You can live any way you want to live. You can live according to what God says you should live like, or you can live according to what you say you should live like. There will be a reckoning. God is going to judge us all about how we do that. We need to, when, when we talk to someone about a lifestyle, when we talk to someone about God's rules and God's love, we need to do it in love. We can't do it in, well, I'm obviously better than you are because I'm not living that way. Maybe I did it. Another point. Maybe what I was doing, God would see as worse. The thing is, any sin is absolutely anathema to God. He can't countenance sin. If you, if you don't go to him and, and get that straight, it's going to be there. God can't, can't face sin because he is holy. <clears throat> it's amazing how many of those cry out for others to be accepting of their lifestyle, but they're not going to be accepting of ours at all. Um, Like I said before, Robertson, after, after his meeting where they told him you're fired for a while, uh, he went on and did God's work. He did what he was, felt he needed to be done. And I, I'm pretty sure he's probably read First Peter 
chapter 3, and we'll start in, in 14. But if you also suffer for righteousness' sake, you are blessed, and do not fear their fear, nor be troubled. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to everyone who asks you a reason of the hope in you, with meekness and fear having a good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you as of evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. <clears throat> That's going to happen. For it is better if the will of God be so that you suffer for well-doing than for evil-doing. My dad always used to tell me, he said, there's bullies in the world and there's people that are bullied. I'd rather that you be one that's bullied. If you have to be one of the two, than one that bullies someone else. If you're, because usually you know the ones that are bullied, they didn't, they didn't do anything to get that. You know they were they were just living their lives, so they usually falsely accused. So I'd rather be the one who's living right and attacked for it than the one who is attacking someone else for living right. <clears throat> After he was put on this suspension, uh, he, didn't, he, he, he didn't tell anybody, he didn't make a big thing about it. He doesn't put on airs. Like I said, he calls himself white trash, readily admits he came from what most folks would consider the wrong side of the tracks. Of course, he's doing really well now. It just shows you that you hang in there and work hard. It might, you know, you can do well. But he has a good outlook on life. Again, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 is probably how he could, this could go to how he's experiencing life right now. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be manifest in our body. I think he also took Timothy's, Paul's words to Timothy, because being a pastor, this is a good thing to know. In, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead, at his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts they shall, heap, shall they heap to themselves teachers with having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. But watch you in all things, endure afflictions, and do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. Sounds kind of like what's going on. They're attacking him. Thing is, I think most can see there are major problems within our nation, within the world. The sinfulness of man is becoming more and more depraved. And it's becoming much more prevalent. We need to wake up to the fact that evildoers are getting bolder in their attacks against Christianity. They're getting strong. And the believers. They're trying as hard as they can to destroy our nation. 
<coughs> the homosexual group, and others who are pushing their evil lifestyle upon us are becoming very emboldened in their actions. The drug dealers, porn, you can't watch television anymore without. I mean, we, Glenda and I all the time are joking about if her father was still alive, he wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> because he'd have a heart attack or a stroke, some of the stuff that comes on. <clears throat> but they think they have the upper hand. The evildoers feel they have an upper hand. And we know, according to Scripture, that it's going to get worse and worse. That doesn't mean we have to say, oh, well, it's going to get worse and worse. We can just quit. We can wait because I want to be there when the Lord comes. That's not what God told us to do. If God had told us to say, okay, I'm going to come back so you guys can just quit, we'd have, we'd have been done a long time ago, right? <clears throat> we need to seek God and to strive to serve him if there's to be a chance to save our world as we know it. It won't be easy. It will mean standing on God's word and living as he tells us to. It's not just us against drug dealers. Okay? F Ephesians 6.12 tells us, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the world's rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, take to yourselves the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all, to stand. This is how America, or any nation for that matter, has any hope of making a difference. Second Chronicles 7.14 If my people, who are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and will heal their 